Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. So, welcome to episode... 71. 71. Holy shunt. Holy shunt. Where did last week go? Holy shunt. (laughs) Holy shunt. (laughs) Holy shite. Holy shite. It went by fast. Like fucking when we got home from New Orleans and then it was like already time to go to Zombie and Manson. I was like, I. Yeah, dude. We fucking ran a little hard. I didn't have babysitters until the day before because I was like, (laughs) I I still have time. No, you don't, bitch. No, you fucking don't. Get your shit together because you don't have time. Dude, I didn't even unpack my fucking bag before. I was like, I was looking at it and I was like, ah, yeah, I should probably unpack that. And then I unpacked it and it was time to pack for fucking mans. And I put it into a smaller bag. Shit. Yeah. It was a good fucking time. Oh, my God. We'll talk about it more on on the the so-sode. We'll tell you all about our fun. Oh my fucking god! Oh. I'm still so happy about that. So Whatever, bitch. Shippy. So we are gonna talk about Fred and Rose West. Can we get a a, a uh, can we get a unified fucking? <laughs> Because they're both fucking gross as shit. There's so much gross that the gross has gross on top of the gross. The gross has gone and tried to wipe the fucking gross off of it. And the gross has mated with the gross (laughs) and made more gross. Like, it's It's fucking nasty. It's fucking real. Yes. They're horrible. Everything about them is fucking horrible. For real. Ah. Like, there's really people out there like this. No. Um... The fact that their fucking parents were that gross, and yes. then they made them that gross, and I'm just like, holy fucking gross for I don't know how many goddamn generations. And the fact that two, okay, that he found two wives that were that fucking gross. Boo. Boo. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Huh. Anyway. I know. It gives me the pre-puke slobbers. If you don't know about them yet, we're about to explain this shit well, to let's you. let's explain it, because Nikki's going to read it, and I'm going to fill in some shit. Yes. But first, we're going to talk, uh, talk to, we're not going to talk to them, but we're going to talk about our Patreon subscribers. Yes. Yes. If you want to join our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash colormedeadpodcast, or you can go to colormedeadpodcast.com to donate you can click on donate and there's three different options. If you can gather what the fuck I said out of that, <laughs> you are a badass because <laughs> that was fumble fucked if I've ever seen it. And we want to give a huge shout out to our examinators, Clinton Toon, Samantha Vaughn, and Sharon Hoffman. And then, oh, first, I wrote this in here so I wouldn't forget to talk about it. Well, I want, we want to talk about some upcoming things that we're going to have in this podcast since we joined the age of radio network we're gonna do crossover episodes so when we joined we like told some other people like hey you should join with us and so we got some of those peoples to join with us i'm very excited about home video hustle and dark windows Uh, yes and the true crime trucker yes so we're gonna do crossovers over the next few months with all three of those and also 
I'm pretty sure the reason why we got uh, scouted to be on the Age of Radio Network, Learning to Curse with Adam and Chuck. Oh, I like those guys. Yeah, we were on theirs. I would snuggle them. (laughs) Right? But they're cool. We were on their episode, on one of their episodes once. I don't remember much of it because I may have gotten drunk because it was a bad day because I just found out my surgery got denied. And I was like, I need to not be in a bad mood. So let me drink a little vodka. And I drank it all. And I think I fell asleep during it. No, you were literally laying in my lap and I was patting mm-hmm. your bum. So. But I like Chuck and Adam. I do too. I'm not Chuck and I'm not Adam. Yeah. That's like my favorite. Thing. I know. I I'm not s- Chuck and I'm not Adam. I kind of want to steal that from him. Can we? Well, Chuck and Adam, can we steal it from you, please? Um, the book that I used for my part of the research was called Fred and Rose, the full story of Fred and Rose West and the Glaster. That's how you say it, right? Glaster. I read it 15 times of how you actually are supposed to pr- pronounce it. I think it's Glaster. Um, the Glaster House of Horrors by Howard S- Sounds. This is a public service announcement on behalf of the Pronunciation League of Britain. This is CK from Mercy Monsters. Goody gals, body farmers. I'm here to tell you one thing. It's Gloucester. It's not Gloucester or Gloucestershire or Gloucester or Gloucester. It's not Glockenspiel. Or anything along those lines. It's just Gloucester. Gloucester. Today's word has been brought to you by the Gory Girls. Till next time, my friends. Tati Fling. Fuck. Anyway, that's the book I used. The book you used was called Evil Love. Evil Love. And we'll get back to you on an author. I'll put it in the show notes. He's actually, um, it's by a. Uh, a man. Fuck. Mansell is his last name, I think. I think. We'll check it out and get back to you on that. Um, We want to thank Kevin May from Mirths and Monsters for giving us a little bit of help with some of the research. He gave us a little bit of a little tidbit as well. Um, you said tidbit. I said tidbit. If you don't know, we just we talked about it when we first started. That Fred and Rose West were the most disgusting couple that did horrifying things to young girls, including their own children. Their own fucking kids. Uh, we'll talk about all of that first, but we're going to start with Fred. Frederick and his fucked up childhood. And his fucked up parents. Mom and Dad, you've sucked. <laughs> you've done uh, a really bad job. You shouldn't say fucking sucked because it's literal. That, it, they have literally, literally sucked. Literally. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I fall okay, up. If I, if I fucking vomit. Gather your puke bags and oh, buckle shit. up because this Angel, is get disgusting. your sick sack. Yes, where's your sick sack? You're going to puke. Oh, yeah. The fucking sick sack on the fucking. Yes, you need one. Another Airplane. one. Frederick Walter Stephen West, or as Kevin put it on his paper, Cunty McShite Bucket, because <laughs> Which, he's Scottish. I mean, that's fucking fair. Cunty McShite Bucket. Is that close? 
Hunty McShite Bucket. <laughs> he was born September 29th, 1941, in the Herefordshire village of Much Markle in England. Yes. So many you got words. It. You got it. Much Markle. He was born to Walter and Daisy West and was the oldest of seven children. Fred and Daisy had a daughter named Violet before they had him. However, she died in her cradle days after she was born. After that, she basically, Daisy basically just had like one kid after another. Like, bam, 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 bam. Like all the fucking babies just came shooting out of her fucking crotch. So they had another son after Fred in November of 1942 named John Charles Edward. And he and Fred had a really close bond because they were like a year fucking apart. So they were really close to each other. Uh, So they had the fucking Irish twins. Yeah. Yeah. The next boy was born 11 months later on October 4th of 1943, named David Henry George. Then the first girl was born in September. And then? And then. I feel like that fucking moment out of fucking Dude Where's My Car, where they're in the drive-thru. And then... (laughs) She was born in September of 1944, and her name was Daisy after her mother, so they called her Little Daisy. So creative with their fucking naming. In the, right. Well, and they all had four names. I don't know what's Plus with that. their last name. They had five full, like, five names. I do not get it. What the fuck are Why? you Why? I don't, like, why? Like, kindergarten had to be fucking horrifying. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't know if that was a thing they did there, if that was a thing their family did or what, but I was like, I'm just going to settle with the first names here. I don't know, man. Like, it was hard enough to learn my first fucking name. Right? And Shit. then, yeah, and then, ugh. In the fall of 1946, the final son was born. His name was Douglas. And then Kathleen, a.k.a. Kitty, came 14 months later. Okay. And then Gwen in 1951. Can we not call our kids Kitty? Right. But they I'm did. just... I'm, lots of fucking pet names and fucking nicknames are okay can we not call our kids fucking kitty but all i can think of is kitty on that 70s show so it makes me happy so it works and then i think about like here kitty kitty uh i can't what the uh. (laughs) daisy had by the time she had all of her children she had given birth to eight children in 10 years because they had the first one that died and then they had the seven after eight children in 10 years i cannot like that. literally just fucking turned your into a factory uh, <clears throat> into a fucking cabbage shooter you're just like bang 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 yeah like the, baby baby yep. baby mm-hmm. no i don't want to and they're all Irish twins like there's just I know, a whole bunch just of fucking, them like a whole everybody's slew. in fucking diapers yeah. Jesus. They probably just let them shit wherever they wanted. They were like, fuck this. I'm over it. I'm not changing <laughs> any more diapers. I'm, probably take them outside and fucking teach them to squat and bury like a fucking kitty cat. Eh, that's what my kids Jesus. do, except for they forget to bury. <laughs> and I had to haul. Okay. That's fair because your uh, kid yep. just recently shit in yes. the yard. A seven-year-old shit in the yard and I had to have her holler shit off <laughs> with, the, with the fucking shovel. <laughs> Welcome to the country. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the book said that by now she was a heavy set 28 year old woman, woman. So the fact that she's given birth to eight children in 10 years, isn't bad enough that now she's only fucking 28. And they're like, Oh, she's heavy set. No shit, bitch. 
Like God. I'm heavy set after having a fucking heavy millet olive garden. I was heavy before I even had kids, and I was 23. Oh. <laughs> I well, I was 25 smallest, before I had kids. I'm the smallest I've ever been. Like even in fucking high school, I don't think I was as small. <laughs> Not me. I got my high school weight beat by at least a hundred. A hundred and twenty, to be exact. I'm a whole other person. You sound like fucking some steel magnolia shit. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Weezer. <laughs> at least I can do something. I'm not trying to. The things I try to do, I cannot do. Like Canadian or Midwestern. I can't do it. Oh, well. Anyway, it's been said that Fred was Daisy's favorite by fucking everybody. They had a very close bond that was like a creepy kind of close bond, not like a mother son bond, like a. Mm-hmm. Oh, and well, we'll, can we discuss that? We will in just a moment because dudeness. we're he's still little. We're going to get to the right age and then we'll discuss that. Ooh, dudeness. Mm-hmm. It's possible that they had such a close bond because she lost that first baby. So she was like, oh, I'm going to take extra special care of you so that you don't die, too. And she cuddled him all the time and even would, like, tell her husband to to fuck off. Bugger off. Bugger off. I've got the baby. You bugger off. That was their <laughs> first surviving child. Yeah. yeah. And so she was like, let's keep it. Daisy's sister-in-law said Fred was, quote, this is a quote, spolt, dull, and an introverted child. That was, she probably didn't say it in a southern accent, but I did. <laughs> fair enough yeah he always roamed around looking like a homeless kid even though his mom tried to dress him nice and make him look good um she would like put him in nice clothes and then 10 minutes later he was he looked like he had never had a pair of clean clothes on i have okay so like like every fucking child that survives yeah my youngest is the fucking worst at that i'm like there is fucking snot and dirt on right everything. Right after I wash her face. <laughs> Dude, my own grown ass kids are the same way. I'm like, how God. the fuck are you so dirty? You just changed. What did you do? Hey, I, motherfucker. All you did was go to 7-Eleven. What the fuck? Did you fall in a mud hole? <laughs> yep. In the pictures that their family had, like on their little outings that family their family would go on, Fred always looked happy, like he was having fun, unless his father was there. And then he looked miserable. We will discuss that shortly, and that's where you're going to need your sick sack. Yep. Uh, get your puke bag. <laughs> get your puke bag. Ooh, you're going to uh, need it. Fuck it. Uh, yes. Their family was poor and barely scraped by. They were farmers and worked hard for very little. Walter, who was Fred's father, was the disciplinarian and his mother was overprotective of him. Like, don't don't hurt my baby. And so he was a mama's boy. He was a big mama's boy. When Fred was around five, right after his sister, little Daisy, was born, the family moved to a cottage on, Moor- on Moorcroft Farm that had no electricity. There he came from a wood-burning fireplace. So they got to haul the wood and all that shit, which fucking we do that. I got you. Um, So no electricity. I guess what else they didn't have? Mm. Mm. Morals? (laughs) (laughs) When he was five, he also started attending the village school. This would be the only school he ever attended. 
There was no secondary school in that village until after 1961 because the education system there was so slow to improve after the war. Uh, He walked to and from school. I'm sure it was... How many miles? Five miles uphill, both way in snow. And fucking bare feet. Yeah. Bare yeah. Foot. Oh, I forgot uh-huh. bare foot. Yes. Yeah, bare feet. <laughs> His- in fucking shorts <laughs> with fucking no coat. Because that's all we could afford. And I was happy that I got to go to school and learn how to read and write. <laughs> I got to learn to do the arithmetic. <laughs> I learned so much walking that five miles every day. I fucking did my two by twos. <laughs> The whole way fucking home. It was like two by two is four and two by four. Yeah. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> because that's what everybody's parents I know. Said. That that's is like a story every, every parent told. Fucking every time. Yep. Jesus. It probably doesn't happen as much anymore because now it's like. Uh, yeah, yeah, it never have fucking happened in the first country. <laughs> right. Place. It, it, of all the things that didn't happen. That didn't happen the most. Yes. 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 <laughs> His classmates at school said he was always in trouble because of his performance. By the time he was eight, he was old enough to get caned, which is getting your fucking ass beat for being a douchebag. Okay, so I actually did get my ass kicked in school. At school? Mm -hmm. Because it was still iffy when we were in school. Like, there was a teacher at my school that still had a, a... paddle and she called it the uh, yellow canary oh my god yeah we had the fucking woody woodpecker oh fuck fucking uh it was the yardstick to go over our fingers oh fuck no yeah no ma'am that teacher also had no a, <laughs> no she had a brown one with holes in it called the brown bomber oh my god oh my yeah shit. like it are you fucking with me no the brown bomber the brown bomber so and my yellow canary. brother fucking the idiot that he is ron fucking made my father one and why put dad on it with why? holes in it why i never it never got used on me just so you know oh god yeah these thank jesus these weapons that this teacher had i don't think they got used by the time we were there but she still had them i had uh, the one that got used on me was the fucking yardstick over my knuckles. And then the other one that got used on my bottom half was like a grass, like, whacker. Yeah. Dude, I can't explain it. But when it hit you, it was a thousand tiny thumbs of just pain oh, hitting your back end. Nope. Yep. No, ma'am. He would go home and tell his mom about the beatings he was getting. On a regular basis. And as you could imagine, his mom... Oh, fucking Daisy ran to the fucking school and was all fucking... You can't discipline my fucking kid. He's a good boy. Shmi, 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 shmi. Which, no, your kid's a fuckhead. Listen. And (laughs) you need to beat the shit out of him more because he's growing up to be a fuckhead. But yeah, she used to go to the school and talk to the fucking principals and be like, you can't talk to my son that way. You can't fucking put the cane to my kid. And yell at the teacher in front of the whole class. Oh, yeah. My kid is the best kid ever. And I'm like, no, No. he really just does not. No. So because of her doing that, all it did was give the other kids reason. To bully him and make fun of him. Yeah, but it also gave him fucking reason to think that, like, he never did anything fucking wrong. Exactly. And he had that fucking mentality of what I say fucking goes. Yeah. 
Because he can do no wrong. I can do no wrong. I will never do wrong. The blue-eyed boy. (laughs) It's the blue-eyed boy. These children of the Wests would work after school and on weekends, picking fruit, hops, harvesting wheat, hunting rabbits. The chores clearly depended on the season. They actually went out. So, like, he actually had a severe eh about rodents because that was one of the things that his mom made him fucking go out and kill because it was easiest oh and so she would send him out with a 22 or whatever and make him kill fucking rats and bring bring rats home and fucking skin them and eat them yeah the chores that they did helped feed their family Mm because like it was like they picked all this stuff and they um they had to do all the work or else they wouldn't eat because they didn't have money to go buy food. They had to, like, live off the land. And he actually developed a decent work ethic because of that because it was like they had to work to survive. But while they were gathering hops, some of them would wait with sticks to kill the rabbits that jumped up out of nowhere. And they'd whack them, like, beat them to death, and then take them home and eat. And that was, like, their most exciting thing because that's when they ate good is when they got rabbits. Rabbits and rats. So, the guns, was they were only used for extraordinary purposes, like if everybody was fucking starving because the bullets are expensive. They would go out there and smack them to death with their fucking shoes or sticks. Yeah. 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 Nope. Which, actually, rabbit meat. Okay, I realize that I'm a fucking hillbilly. Rabbit meat's actually fucking good. I don't like it, and it they stink. The first time I shot a rabbit, my stepdad made me like, if you shoot it, you eat it, you know, which is which should always be the rule. But um, unless you're a murderer, that's gross. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> if you're Jeffrey Dahmer, no. no. <laughs> so we started skinning it, and I started because the smell. We were in a garage too, yeah, so dude, it was I like fucking clean things. And I was like, "No, I'm good. I will never shoot anything again. <laughs> I'm um, fine." Even though John was a year younger than Fred, he was bigger than him and stronger than him, and he bullied him a lot. John bullied Fred a lot. Yes, <laughs> possibly out of jealousy of him being the favorite. Mama's boy. Mama's boy. Uh, their third brother. <laughs> Mama's boy. Yeah. Their Goodness. third brother, Doug, used to say that John would beat the hell out of Fred. Because John was a little bit younger, so he didn't really hang out with him as much. But he talked about how Doug would or John would beat the fuck out of Fred, like, on a daily basis. And this is Fred for the rest of his life. He never. John's not a fighter. No. And John, John was, was bigger. Yep. And he was a fucking scrapper. Yep. The West became a very close family, probably an unhealthy amount of close because oh. they were so secluded from the outside world. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what Daisy did to Fred when he was 11 or 12? I would love to. My book said 12. I think your book said 11. No, so he was 11 or 12. So we'll just go somewhere in the middle. Um, About the time that Fred developed prepubescent or pubescent. Boners. Uh, boners. Sorry, I just wanted to say boners. It's, well, I mean, you're not fucking wrong. Daisy started to notice that her son was growing up that way. And decided to take him into the bedroom and took his virginity. 
because she thought that she should be the person to deflower her son. Listen, there's a lot of things that we should teach our kids and be the ones to teach them. How to fuck. Not one of them. (laughs) How to fuck. Ain't one of them. So she actually, when he first started, and this is from the book, The Evil Love, that I read. Um, Yeah, my book didn't have all those lovely details. I got spared. He fucking started throwing bones in the morning, and she noticed and was like, oh. So she took him back into into the bedroom and took his virginity. But not only that, am I allowed to talk about the pig? Yeah, I do. And the bestiality? You just keep on going, girl. So his father, who actively practiced bestiality, not only with the family pig that they would later butcher and fucking eat, but with sheep, and his father actually had very violent, crazy sex with, well, it was fucking straight up rape with the girls that worked on the fucking farm. So, not only did his mother fucking take his virginity, his father taught him how to fuck pigs and sheep and told him that it was okay. And then they fucking ate those animals later. Do you have your sick sack? Um, I will get you one. Let's take a moment to let everyone get their sick yeah, sacks. Fucking and puke- everybody get your sick sack. <laughs> puke your bloody guts out. Uh, and your fucking vomit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There is nothing about any of that situation that is okay. The fact that he guided his son. Stop and think about that. Mm. The words that I'm using. Guided his son into a pig. So that he could fuck it. What the fuck is up with these people? Uh, Dude, it's bad enough that his mom fucking took his virginity. But his dad had to guide him into a guide him into a pig i don't dude mm, no i swear to god i will fucking throw up on myself yes all the throw ups all my book said was that his mom seduced him when he was 12 and i was like all right that i like i was prepared for that you gotta read the fucking yep i got it i i need your book (laughs) next week you might Next week, you might get me being like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, you got to get rocking. the book and the fucking documentary on uh, Amazon because shit, yes. dude. But yeah, when they were like, his father actually had intercourse with the family pig in the parlor and then taught him how to do it and like guided his son into an animal. And I was like, what the no. fuck? Dude, gross. Gross, gross, gross. Well, and... There is not enough fucking grossioso in my fucking mouth to make enough gross that that is gross. This is where our gross fucks the gross and makes more gross. Oh, goodness. No. Um, And this is where his father, like, you already mentioned it, sort of, but his his father had a sexual appetite for young... For children. Eight. He fucking preyed on children and he would actually go after young farm workers that were on the other property or on their property. And he was violent with the sex and would hurt them and rape them. And I'm just like, holy shit. And 
on top of that, he was completely open about it and talked oh, about yeah. it like it was normal. So oh, yeah. Fred was like, this is just what people do. This is what you do. This is normal. Oh, no. He would walk back to the fucking farmhouse and look his wife straight in there and be like, well, I just fucking banged three fucking farm workers. Good luck cherry picking. Yeah. What? No. The fuck? And I don't know if your book mentioned much of it, but it, apparently his own daughters as well. Ish. The dad actually had sexual relations with all of his daughters. Mm-hmm. Multiple times. And they, it was like a thing like uh, they wanted to be the first one for their daughter. Like it was a normal thing. Like you don't want somebody else doing it. So you got to do it to your daughter to get him used to the world. I was like, what the, what fuck? the fuck? Excuse me. And the mom is watching. She's just all willy fucking nilly like, oh, okay. But yeah, when I read that in that book, I seriously like, I threw up in my mouth. I was like, you've got to be shitting me. Yeah. Oh, no. But yeah, so he actually fucked all of his kids. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah. 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 Well, besides his first sexual experience being with his mother... And a pig, and God knows if he's been fucking his sisters yet. Um, he also used to play this little crazy game, sex game, with his little friends in town where they just fucked each other. It didn't matter who it was, what they looked like, how much they weighed, how old they were. They were just fuck like, you, let's go. What the, yep. Okay. Anybody? Dude, and that happened more than you think. They were just, it was like playing fucking penis tag. Yeah. They were just like, penis tag. tag penis me and that's basically what i got out of it it like yeah, they were all dude. together in a room and you just grab one and you go or i don't yeah. know like that's pretty much how it fucking went no anyway Ugh. fred ended up dropping out of school at the age of 15 and at that point he was on the same level as about a seven-year-old as far as reading and writing dude, yeah and motherfucker couldn't read or write gee i wonder why Mm. probably because he was a little shit in school and if he got in trouble his mom was marching her fucking fat ass down there yeah oh the sweetheart daisy the one that was swinging the fucking belt by the fucking buckle end yeah so that was something that she actually did when she fucking got angry with them she'd beat them with the buckle end of a fucking belt good god just so you know so if you're ever thinking that your childhood might have sucked (laughs) Read you this book. I have no fucking idea. God. No, she would fuck them up with an iron fucking buckle on the end of a leather goddamn belt. Like, my mom was crazy and beat us with some weird shit, but I don't think I ever got the buckle end of the belt. Um, I got a, I got, I did get a belt multiple times. But not the my, buckle end. Yes, I did. Did you? I can't oh, yeah. think if I did or not. I don't um, think I, I did. I deserved it. I deserved it. <laughs> um, The only good thing fred had going for him since he couldn't read or write i can't read good was that he was artistic no they said that he had like the gypsy fucking charm yeah so he was pretty Mm -hmm. he could speak it wasn't proper but he was very charming yeah and he apparently he was really good at like drawing drawing or painting i don't know which one it was they just said it was art art so which is not uncommon for a murderer it's i don't know fat sadie's (laughs) 
I still fucking the yeah. fat. I still fucking with the fat Sadie. Berkowitz was not an artist. He no, was an he artist was like I am. But like uh, Crazy Eyes. What the fuck's her name? Eileen Warnos. Yeah, she was a killer artist, and there's a mm-hmm. bunch of them that were. Uh, so was fucking, uh, God, what the fuck is his name? Manson. Manson's mm-hmm. a fucking crazy good artist. And they had, yeah, at the Museum of Death, they had lots of art from lots of different. Yeah. Different I don't know. Mirrors. Fat Sadie still fucking makes me that giggle. That took the cake. That made my whole fucking day. I still my fucking whole giggle over that shit. Just put a hero in front of her. God. <laughs> what? Yeah, I really wish we had that whole... I wish we could have taken photos, and Me I understand that too. we. I understand the reason why. Yes, but we still wants it. But okay, like we both saw that, and we're like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" Uh, and I wouldn't let you leave. Like you kept trying to walk. I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm not finished." <laughs> and you're like, "Look at the pictures." I'm like, "No, I got to do this first. And then I'll look at the pictures. Oh my god, I was dying. <laughs> I'm surprised we did almost get kicked out there, but the, it was uh, later. Dude, well, the guy with the mustache kept walking back and was like circle it around us and spencer was like they're not doing anything fucking fishy they're just laughing that letter was gold fucking a all you gotta do is put a fucking hero in front of her because fat people are always on a diet (laughs) when on the actual letter when he was like you stick your finger in it and make an audible sound Mm. I was so sad that wasn't in the version that we got, but the version we got got like at I least fucking, close. Dude, I was laughing oh, my God. goddamn guts out. I still fucking giggle about it. Me right. too. And the people by us when I was reading it to you because I was doing it in my narrator voice, they were like, "What the Something's fuck?" Wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. Once he dropped out, he went to work on the farm. Weird. Yeesh. He was the youngest farmhand, so he did all of the bullshit jobs that the other farmers didn't want to do. Because it wasn't just their family's farm. We kind right, of explained it was, that. There was other families that lived and worked on It was on co-owned. One. Yeah. And uh, so he got all, like, the shit jobs. So he was still, like, smelly and unkempt like he was when he was little. He just didn't shower. He had yellow he a, teeth. He was a little fucking Robert Picton. Yeah. He had yellow teeth and he didn't brush them, but he had a big sex drive. Like, lucky, well, you know, lucky that got a piece of that, mom. Oh, gross. Yes, I went. Well, you know, when you watch your dad's fucking dad's multiple, no, just one, rape the fucking girls on the farm, and your dad teaches you to fuck pigs, and your mom fucks you and takes your virginity. Well, and that kind of taught him that he didn't have to clean up and look good to get asked. You just take it. It was a rule. If you see it, if you want, want it, it take you it. take it. Ew. His brother, John, ended up dropping out of school a year after he did to work on the farm with Fred and their father. And it was ex- it was basically expected that they were going to be farmers for fucking ever. So it wasn't like I a think shock. it was expected the f- like for all of them to stay together like, uh-huh. forever. Yeah. By the time he was sixteen, he became a lot more sociable and finally started caring about his appearance. That's one step that our friend Robert Picton did not take. Oh, thank God! Brush your fucking teeth. Brush your yeah. hair. So Jesus. He was actually known as a good-looking man around he their town. He was. And people talked about that. The gypsy good looks. Mm-hmm. The blue-eyed boy. Yeah. He had and he, piercing he blue was. eyes. He did. Mm-hmm. And 
like curly hair, dark, thick, curly hair. Mm-hmm. And Dude, and I'm a sucker for dark hair and cur- like dark yeah. hair, light eyes. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. Yeah, because it's shit, rare. Yes. The girls would often talk about how hot he was. However, he was crude and had no manners. If he saw a girl oh, he liked at a dance, he would just grab her. He didn't care if she liked him or not. He also thought it was a fun game to try to steal girls away from other guys. Like, just for fucking fun, because he could. Like, if You she- know what? I fucking did that, though. Like, not girls from other guys, but right, guys well. from other girls. Anyway, he would start fights that John would have to jump in and finish, because Fred would never hit back. He would, like, start the fucking fights and then never hit anybody. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, their family all stuck up for each other, so John had no problem going in and finishing up what Fred did. He, Fred, decided to save up his money and get a motorcycle so that he could go explore out of their village just a little bit more. His mom wasn't happy with that decision, but he made him promise to sell it if he wrecked it. On November 28, 1958, shortly after he turned 17, he was on his way home on said motorcycle in the dark, and he collided with a girl named Pat Mans, who was riding her pedal bike in the opposite direction. So he just pummeled the fucking girl on the bicycle on his motorcycle. So the joke's on him, though, because he collides into this little girl riding her fucking bicycle. She got a few cuts and scrapes and was overall in good condition. He was bleeding and unconscious. He was taken to the hospital 14 miles away to be cared for because he still wasn't awake. Like, they hauled him off and he was still sweeping. How the fuck is that even happening? Right? The girl like you is You smack fine? a girl on a fucking bike and she's fine and you're fucked up? Well, and later on, it's like kind of a cheater chatter mm. that maybe he did it mm-hmm. on purpose just because. Maybe he ran into her on purpose to try to kill her. I don't know. Maybe that it kind of hinted towards that in the book, which wouldn't put it past him. He's a piece of shit. Nobody knew if he was ever going to wake up or not. He ended up being in a coma for seven days. He had cuts everywhere, broken bones. He had to have a steel plate put in his head to keep his shattered skull together because it was so fucking bad. He had a leg that was completely, like, severely smashed, and he had to wear a metal brace and a metal shoe, which back in the day, could you imagine how fucking heavy that was? I, this was dude, like I don't even... Now. I have a fucking broken leg right now, and I won't wear a walking boot, but because he, it's fucking annoying. Yeah, and so, and his is a big metal one? No. Yeah. No, thank you. Like, like, I kept trying to think of what that might look like. I might have to Google it to see, like, what does a okay, big brace if look I, like? If I put 50s? one on and walk around your yard, you have to video it. A metal one from the 50s? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we'll find one and we'll get one off Amazon. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a regular walking boot because I spent no, a I lot of time fucking, in that I thing. I hate those son of a bitches. And they fuck up your back. Dude, they screw up your fucking... Squiggle. Mm. I don't like it. Well, and that's what it did to him. His it left his hims. It left hims. Hims. It left him with one leg shorter than the other. Well, I just said it fucks up your squiggle. Yeah. So and that's what it did. Well, he was seventeen, so he's still growing, and God knows how long he had to wear this metal brace. And so it probably fucked with his growing because seventeen-year-old boys grow really fucking fast. And so he had one leg shorter than the other. He had a crooked nose, 
like from breaking his face and his brain injury is what he was left. Oh, it just reminds me of that heroin addict in fucking New Orleans. Oh my God. That's all I could think of when I was reading this too. Like that was the nose that I saw. The fucking, Mm. the nose. He's been, he's got hit by a lot of right-handers. He's taken some hits. Once he was healed, he started going to dances again, but people made fun of him because he couldn't really dance anymore due to stiff leg that's shorter than the other like he's just fucking awkward now weird he was also yeah it it will that will happen he's also having issues at home because he just couldn't hack it on the farm anymore because he's kind of fucked up however while going to dances he met a 16 year old girl from scotland her name was Catherine bernadette costello or rena for short she was from Copebridge. I think that, I guess that's in Scotland. I don't know. They In the book, they act like we know our geography over there. And I do not. I try, but I Things don't. we don't know. Yeah, I don't know where anything is. Where she lived with her father, four sisters, and two cousins. Her mother had taken off when she was young, and her father was raising them all by himself. With all those fucking kids. Yeah, like... Jesus. And and so, clearly, we know that he was working, so it's like a Mary Bell type thing. And it's same area, too, basically, from what I gather, because Glasgow is right there by Mary Bell, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think that they were, like, from that cheap side or whatever it's called. I always call it cheap side from... Tyneside. Tyneside. All I can think of is cheap side from <laughs> the... What is the movie with the jousters... A Knight's Tale. Tyneside. Yeah, Tyneside. She was a delinquent. She'd been in trouble with the police a lot. The first time she went to juvenile court was for theft when she was 11. Fucking 11. Wait, wait. wait. I'm sorry. What was that? She went to juvie for the first time for theft when she was 11. 11. Yeah. Then again, the next year when she was 12. Then again, the year after that. And guess what? The year after that, too. This is, this is when her, she, her dad was like, go to England and live with your family. I can't handle you anymore. Uh, she'd already had a much more instra- in, interesting oh. life than Fred. Interesting. It, we, I just wanted to keep it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Teehee. <laughs> she had a much more interesting life than Fred, so he would try to make his stories about his life much cooler, like telling her that he actually died in the motorcycle accident, but came back to life on the cold marble at the mortician slab. Or cold marble on the mortician slab. <laughs> like, really, okay. Fred? Okay. No, you were in the hospital for seven days and you woke up. You were never on a mortician slab. They soon started dating, and she didn't care about his crude ways and the way he just grabbed what he wanted and took it she was just happy to have attention from somebody which is really fucking sad if you think about it their relationship got so hot and heavy that she tattooed his name on her left arm with a sewing needle and black indian ink that is dedication right there no fucking thank you nope Because of this relationship and staying out late at night, she had to leave her relative's home that she was living in because they were like, bye, you're not following our rules. You should get the fuck out. 
She moved into the new inn public house with a Scottish friend of hers, but they only stayed there for stayed there for a few weeks because they stayed out late in damaged furniture. So they were like being little you bastards. Go, yeah. So they she got kicked out of there too. By the fall of 1960, she'd run out of places of places to stay and money, so she moved back to Scotland. So they broke it up for a moment. Broke it. Broke it. Broke it up. Since Rena was now gone, Fred had found a new girl to bother. Oh, and but who was it? Well, let's start with the fact that she was 13. Um, and please tell us who it was. Kitty. Kitty being his second sister. to youngest sister. For months, like six months, he actually had sexual intercourse with his sister, which was encouraged by his mother, as well as his father. Ew. He was 19. Mm-hmm. She was 13. Mm-hmm. But it was encouraged. Like, yeah. the family encouraged it and, like, told her that it was, like, normal, okay, like, you should do this. Well, there's mixed emotions about that. And I will tell you why in just a minute. And we can talk about your book and my book. Okay. Because I'll tell you what mine said in a minute. Sure. Um, so around this time that he's doing all this to his sister, uh, he was at a local youth club standing on a balcony and he decided to grab a girl. And Fuck, she dude. was not having it. And so God. she punched him. Which made him fall 10 feet off of the balcony and land on his goddamn head. <laughs> so, he's unconscious at the hospital once again. But this time, he was only out for 24 hours. And and this made for long-lasting effects. This is a good lot... Good for fucking her. Good for her, yes. And they think that this second head injury is what, like, pushed him into the personality problem. Because it was, like, a frontal cortex... Injury. Where it like separates. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about that, like what it can cause here in a little bit. Um he ended up becoming more short tempered and irritable after well, that. Well, and he he didn't have that fucking not that he had much of a fucking filter, but that but knocked the fucking it's filter gone. fucking is way gone. Yeah, there is what filter? What yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> now Rena's gone. He doesn't have a motorcycle. Um, He needs something to do with his time. So why not let's just start stealing things for fun? Yeah? Okay. Um, Sure. So him and his friend were in these little shops and they're like, let's take this. And let's take this. It's a it's a small town. People know who you are. They know what every who was in there during the day. So the shop owners knew who it Dude, was. Dude, that's like fucking stealing in Roosevelt. Yeah. Come on. They knew who it was, so they got picked up by the police. Um, he went to court for this in April of 1961, where he was found guilty and fined. So now we're gonna go back to his 13 year old sister Kitty. Because in June of 1961, she decided to go to police. Is that how it happened? Because it- it, as far as I understand, she... Okay, so there's so many different versions. Right. She ran to the police and was like, my brother fucked me. I am pregnant. 
Well, and I don't, I don't know, know what happened with the baby. So what I, oh, I do. What I read in my book and, uh, you know, conflicting information if, as uh, always. Always. Um, is that when, after she went to the police, she got examined by a doctor and that's when she found out she was pregnant. So she didn't know for sure when she first went to the doctor. See, and I always read that she had missed a couple of periods. So maybe and she so she did was know. like, I think I have an an inclination. Yeah, that I'm that I'm pregnant. Might be pregnant. Yeah. yeah. Um, my book refused to announce that it was his sister. So they said this is what they said in in the book I read. It was the, someone the family knew well and that Fred was trusted to be around. Because they wouldn't release her name because of legal. It was like a legal thing that they couldn't re- release any names in this book. Dude, it's in the fucking documentary and it's in my other book. Yeah, but not in this book. They can't release that name, which I thought, which I think is weird because it's everywhere else. Whatever, though. All right. The thing was, when Fred got arrested, he happily admitted that he had been doing that. So he even asked the police. Well, he told the police that he'd been molesting young girls since his early teens. And actual quote that he asked the police, doesn't everybody do it? No. No, No, we fucking (laughs) don't. answer is no. God, you son of a bitch. Uh, Jesus. He was charged with unflawful. Unflawful? Mm -hmm. Unlawful carnal. Unflawfuls. Unlawful carnal knowledge of a child. I don't even know what that means, but they mean whatever. So my book. Unlawful carnal knowledge. No, I know exactly what my fucking brain thinks when I think of that. Uh It's not good. Gross. My book says that his family disowned him and even his mom banished him from the family home. And that's when he moved in with his aunt Violet. Anyway, he eventually quit farm work partially because of his father being on his ass about his leg and about you know, other things, and partially because machinery was taking over the manual labor, so there wasn't a whole lot of work for him to do anymore. Um, because he wasn't in enough trouble, because he's already got pending for banging his sister. Come on, hit me more. Because he fucking, he nailed his sister and knocked her up. Oh, it never yeah. ends with him. It never ends. You do not have downtime with Fred West. Fuck, you ain't kidding. (laughs) He started seeing a 14-year-old. He's 19. Let's remember that he's fucking 19 now. He said he was in love with her and he wanted to marry her. His mom told him not to have sex with her because she didn't want the police at her door again. Um, wasn't it weird enough for them to To have have sex? sex? I'm just saying that might be weird enough. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Um, know. So, however, this girl who was his girlfriend claimed that after she turned 15, he raped her twice. Um, She even said that after the second rape, he collapsed to his back and it looked like he was having some sort of attack, like like trying to get the demons out or some shit, like something fucking really super weird. So, I keep saying so and I need to stop. Oh, look, you're having an angel proof. I told you that I took it over. <laughs> I took it from you so. and I made it mine. I was jealous of your so's and I took them. <laughs> and then, but so. <laughs> His trial was set for November 9th. 
his mother was called to be a defense witness. The other defense witness was Dr. Hardy. And Dr. Hardy was um, the doctor that dealt with his brain, who said he believed that his brain injury had something to do with this, which is all null and void considering that he said that he's been molesting small children or he was young like, oh, girls. Yeah, this is, this is a hobby I've had for a fucking minute. Yeah, so <laughs> that had to have gone on before uh, his brain injury. What mm-hmm. the fuck did you just say? Me? I'm sorry. Did you just say that you fucking have been molesting small children for years? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. All right. That makes it okay. Dr. Hardy said that brain injury victims will have fits. The length of unconsciousness has a lot to do with the amount of fits that they will have. Also, depending on the part of the brain that was damaged, it can cause personality changes. So this person, this doctor was going to be a defense witness for him saying, oh, he's just fucking crazy because he's crushed his brain. Okay. However... Little Kitty. Meow, meow, meow. Mm. Meow. Meow. Decides not to testify against her brother. Even though she's got a a belly full of baby. Yeah. And says, no, 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 no. My brother never touched me. So we all know what happens... Well, she just, she, I don't think she ever said he didn't touch her, but she was like, I'm not going to testify against him because that's her family. Now her mom is on his side. Mm-hmm. And so what does she have? So she doesn't. So they dropped the fucking charges. Yeah. They were like, well, they got nothing though. They can't fucking use anything. And he doesn't get charged and she has an abortion. Yep. Well, after mm-hmm. all this, Fred ended up working odd jobs. He got caught stealing again and was fined again. He's now 20 years old. He's a child molester, a rapist, and a thief. His family... What a charming young man. This book that I read said his family shunned him after the bit with his little sister. But by mid-1962, they let him come back home and everything was fine because let's just pretend like nothing happens and everybody can come home because why not? While he was living there, he reconnected with his old girlfriend from Scotland named Rena Costello. Oh, the Scottish connection. Uh-huh. Since she had been gone, she had been convicted of attempted burglary and spent 17 months in juvie and released in May of 1962, just before her 18th birthday. She spent a short time training to be a nurse, but was back in court in July, for theft, and was fined again. Like, she wasn't even out for two or three months before. Like, we can't fucking behave for 60 days? Stop stealing shit or get better at it. One of the two, I don't give a fuck what it is. (laughs) Stop stealing shit or get better at it. Fuck. come on. If you keep getting caught, you're not good at it, and it's not worth it. She, while she was still in Scotland, had a brief romance with an Asian bus driver that she worked with. And got pregnant with his child. But there was no chance of a relationship with him. So she moved back to England. Whilst pregnant with said child. And hooked back up with Fred. Fred and Rena slept together in the back of his van. Before he discovered. In the back of a van. Romantic. 
Oh, so sex. Because his like whole, you know, he didn't have this whole thing going for him. Now he's got a van to go with it. Like you're a child molester, but thank God you've got a van. Oh, well, thank God we got a child molester van. Yeah. You fucking sicko. So they had already banged before he discovered that she was pregnant with the mixed race baby. And he tried to convince her to let him abort the baby himself. Oh, let me let me tell you how that worked out. Well, they had a friend who was on the lookout for them and tried to do it out in the woods. Clearly not far enough in the woods. I'm so sorry. I fucking all I can think of is their stupidity because that's all I can think of. Well, they got caught out in the woods trying to do this, and Fred just kind of bailed. He was like, oh, fuck it. Fuck. Abort mission, because I, oh, I clearly can't it, it, do this really abortion. Abort? Yes. Twice. Who does that? Who is I like, oh, know. I got you. I can perform your abortion. No. And it was, she was decently late. I think she was, I don't know. She anyway. was pretty well pregnant, dude. Yeah, and late enough that it wasn't like an easy thing. She probably wasn't too big because if he didn't notice, then. It would have been three to four, three to four months. Yeah, but still, that's what dude, I was thinking. That's on. still a long way. Uh, they decided to get married because they were going to keep this baby because they failed the abortion. Uh, Rena had met Daisy before, but decided the marriage needed to be a secret, even though that she met mom and dad. They're like, no, let's just let's just do this and ask forgiveness later. And on November 17th, 1962, they got married at the Ledbury Register office. The only guest there was Fred's brother, John. Surprise, surprise. At the wedding... John acted as a witness and took the wedding photo. This wedding photo is very important because it was the photo used years later on the missing posters for Rena. Dun, dun, dun. Missing. If you already know the story, this isn't a mystery. If you don't know the story, we'll get there. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Nah. After they got married, they moved to Scotland. Not far from where Rena grew up. Their marriage was doomed from the start. Weird. Like, I never saw that coming. Ah, uh, no. Who knew that was coming? He was uh, demanding sex all the time. It was rough and short and always, like, at the most... <laughs> Sorry. It was at the most you inconvenient you times. You can't say rough and short. I'm like... <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah, he, was he was short, a, too. We don't know. Yeah, he probably was. The way he did it, though, was more like rape than sex between a husband and a wife. Because he, like, she would be in the middle of making dinner and he'd be like, no. And she had to. She didn't have a choice. There was no, like, kissing on the neck to try to get warmed up to it. It was like, boom, we're doing this. It's fucking gross. Yeah. Rena was often crying by the end of it, even though it only went on for a minute or two. Because it was like... It was quick, but it's still Jesus Christ. It's still fucking rape. You would like it to be consensual. <laughs> I'm just saying. Can can we make this fucking normal? Yeah. Nah. There, the sex that he had with her was borderline sadism. When she was 16, after dating Fred, but before going to juvie, she was a prostitute for a short while. 
Fred wanted her to start doing that again. Like, he was like, well, why don't you do that again? Um, he later bragged that when she went to work, she left another woman in bed with him. But the truth of all of that is severely unknown. Like, that could have been just him bragging. It could be truthful. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But any rejection from her angered him. He would slap her on the face if she refused to do something with him. He would also be super pissed off if his dinner wasn't ready on time. Rena always had bruises all over her from Fred because no matter what she did, he was pissed at her. Like, whatever. Rena gave birth to her beautiful baby girl on March 22nd, 1963, named Charmaine. Obviously, this baby was mixed race because the father was the Asian bus driver. They decided to come up with a story about how she miscarried the baby, though, because they didn't want, he wasn't, he wasn't okay with the mixed race baby. They were not okay with it. So they made up a story that she miscarried the baby. And so they adopted the colored baby. That's what it said. That is quotes to take its place. baby. Yeah. So, so they're saying that she miscarried his baby, which, you know, wasn't really his baby to begin with, but that's what, that's the story they're sticking to. And they miscarried that, so they had to adopt this baby. Okay. Yeah. Once the baby was born, Fred was not okay with the fact that she had somebody else's baby, and he left her for a while after the birth. He was like, nah, I'm out. He also hated the baby from the first time he saw her. Why is he okay with it through the pregnancy? And then all of a sudden you see the baby and it's like, oh, never mind. I don't know, man. Rena moved to Glasgow with Charmaine and they lived on their own for a while. She was working as a prostitute at night to pay the bills. I wonder. Who the fuck was taking care of that baby? That's what I'm wondering. But I think, like Mary Bell's mom, she was doing it with the baby at home. They came to her. She didn't go out looking for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> by Christmas time, Fred came back for his wife and child. He took them back to his parents' place to visit. When he got to his parents' place to visit, he bragged to the family about all the money he was making and what an important person he was in Scotland. Uh, right, Fred. No. Says the guy who can't read or write. Can we talk more about things like all the things that didn't happen that didn't happen the most? And most of the things that came out of Fred's mouth were those kinds of situations. <clears throat> like, really, Fred? Okay, you keep telling yourself that. He told everyone that he made his money by being a pimp and selling drugs in Glasgow. What a oh, stand-up fella. He was even talking about how much he made so much money that he could wear silk shirts. And so he okay. did. Okay. But in all reality, he was driving an ice cream truck. And he used this job to pick up, you guessed it, underage girls. Oh, who knew? He sometimes didn't go home to Rena if he met a girl that he wanted to have sex with. In 1964, Rena got pregnant again. She had a baby girl in July that they named Anna Marie. He babied Anna Marie like his mother babied him. That was the apple of his eye. This is the love of my life. Like, she can do no wrong. Uh, he took out all of his anger on Char- Charmaine, though. That year, they moved to a flat that had an inside toilet, which was a major upgrade. 
At the end of the street, there was like a little community garden where everybody had their own little sections that they could plant their food in because a lot of like that was how most of them ate was what they planted and grew. Fred only used a small part of his for potatoes and cabbage, but the rest of his area was just always raked over and looked like he was going to plant something but didn't. And he would tell people he was saving that spot for something special. Hmm. Gee, I wonder what that would have been. Something or someone. I don't know. He would take young girls in and have sex with them in the shed by that plot of, you know, of the garden. It's very possible that he started killing here and that he was burying dismembered bodies in that spot for something special. The lot in the shed was bulldozed when the area was redeveloped, so that remains a mystery. At this time, there are 13 lanes of traffic crossing said spot where he was saving something special. So nobody knows. So nobody will fucking ever know. Yeah. So it could have started. There could be way more that we don't know about. I know this next part is going to come shocking to you. Oh, yes. Please. Please hit me. <laughs> but Fred had affair after affair on Rena. Um, yes. Is that your surprise face? Uh, let me show you my surprise face. <laughs> surprise pace? Pace. Yeesh. Yeesh. He even fathered children with some of them. There's two boys that are known, like, that are for sure, but he wasn't on either one of their birth certificates. I know one of them was named Stephen, and I don't know what the other one's name was. Um, Rena knew he was cheating. She even caught him once. So when she caught him, she decided that since he was seeing other women, he, or he was seeing other women, she could go see other men too. Tip for tat. Why not? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yeah. She began yeah. seeing a man named John McLaughlin. Like Sarah. <laughs> Only John. Only John. <laughs> John and Rena were kissing in the park one day when Fred walked up to them like it's like dark shadow walks up to them while they're making out in the park. John bailed because he's like, fuck this about. <laughs> and Fred began to beat on Rena. So then John was like, oh, no, fuck that. And he came back out and punched Fred. Fred drew a knife and cut John like in the stomach. I don't know if he slashed across it or if it was a little... It like didn't a really stick say. or a stab. Yeah, it didn't really say. Just I know that it was like a, a he cut him on the stomach, and John hit him again, and then Fred did nothing else to defend himself. Like that was all he did to defend himself was pull out a knife. Uh, John later said that Fred was eager to hit women, but he couldn't tackle a man. Hmm. Mm. Seems like a oh yeah that kind that kind of guy. John and Raina continued to see each other. That didn't scare John away. John even tattooed Raina's name on his left wrist. There's a picture in the book of yeah. John with the... Yeah, That's like done. one of the things from the Scottish Connection where he tattooed her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after he tattooed her name on him, he blacked out Fred's tattoo on Rena's arm. Because remember, like, when they were younger, she tattooed his uh-huh. name on her forearm. Yeah, John blacked that out for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which didn't make Fred very happy. And no. so, he did what Fred does, beat the fuck out of her. Because, you know, that's what we do. Right? Come when on. we're upset with people, we just beat the shit out of them. 
Fred needed to learn how to use his words. No, no words, only fists. Only beach. Only if you're a whim- a woman. A woman. A woman. We will only beats the women. We won't beats the men. No, because he can't. Fred, we're gonna we're gonna jump a little bit. Same time period, but you know, jump to a different subject. Fred and Rena gets the nanny. Her name was Isa. How the fuck do they afford a nanny? Do you think it's just like food and like board room and board? It may have been like room and board. Because, like, this girl had worked at a factory, and the factory had gone out of business, and she was looking for work, and... To be honest, I think it was room and board. Yeah, it had to be, because there's no way, if they can't even... Like, there wasn't a fucking wage involved, there couldn't have been. No, because they couldn't, they could barely even afford to feed everybody in their family. Anyway, Isa said that they were strange people, and that they pinned up the girls in a bottom bunk like animals. And she said that they caged up Charmaine for hours on end. So they had a bottom bunk. They put both girls in, but then they had it all caged, like caged in and just left them in there. Yeah. And mostly Charmaine, like she only got to come out a couple hours a day from her cage. Like what in the fuck? Mm -hmm. Now, Isa's best friend is named Anna McFall. Anna grew up in poverty. She was a product of an affair, and her father lived in another part of the city with his legal wife and children. So he had, you know, whatever. Moved on, grown on. Well, he was married, and then he banged Anna's mom, got pregnant with her, but he just stayed with his family. So he still lived with them. He was like, ah, sorry. Yeah, oops. Anna's boyfriend had also been killed in an accident at work, like, just recently. So she wasn't in a good spot. Isa introduced Anna to the West, and Anna began spending a lot of time at the West house for company, like, with Anna, or with Isa, hanging out with the kids, whatever. In 1965, while Fred was at work driving his ice cream van, he... Ran over and killed a little boy. Um, apparently, that was a common thing that happened in Glasgow, and it was ruled an accident, and Fred was let go. Like, uh, oh, whatever. Well, you, you, shit happens. That happens here. I guess his, like, light and his beacon thing and his little song wasn't working, so the kid <sighs> didn't see him coming and ran out. But I'm like, it's a fucking big vehicle. <laughs> Even without the song. I don't, I don't know. I almost ran over that little girl in 7-Eleven. Yeah. Remember when that? Yeah, that scared the shit out of me. But after that happened, like he didn't get fired or anything, but he decided that people in the village would probably probably be kind of pissed at him and he wouldn't be able to make a living driving an ice cream van anymore. So he decided to move. However, Rena didn't go with him. Fred took his kids to go back home to his mama's house. Mama. Um, This is where things go. They always go... Like, that's the whole story. It's always fucking bad. There's a part in the story, which is the whole part, (laughs) where everything goes bad. Everything goes bad. Yeesh. Yeesh. So, he later made... (laughs) Goodness. God. He later made up the story that the boy he ran over and killed was his illegitimate son that we talked about earlier named Stephen. And he said that that's... Um, why they were, cl- that's why 
he never saw him. Like, you couldn't see him because he was dead because he accidentally ran over him with the ice cream van, which isn't the fucking truth. What? Yeah, he was alive. He was alive and doing just fine at the time. But he's fucking, he likes to lie. Okay. Like, I don't get it, but whatever. He also told his daughter, Anna Marie, that, like, later in life, he told Anna Marie that they were kicked out of Glasgow because of her mother's prostitution, which is also a fucking lie. Yes. Eventually, Rena came back to him, and they moved to a caravan in the village of Sandhurst, which I guess is not far away from Munchmarkle or whatever that word is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Rena worked at a cafe and... Geography, uh, motherfucker. Yeah, I know. Do you know it? I know. Even nope. if I looked it all up, I would forget by the time I started talking about it. So I was True like, story, hey. bro. Rena worked at a cafe and Fred collected animal carcasses from local farms. Fucking ew. But he's a fucking animal carcass. As you can imagine, their relationship was very unstable. And Rena didn't stay there much. She bounced back and forth between there and Scotland. One time when she came home... She brought Isa and Anna. Oh, oh good. shit. Let's bring, like, okay, so a caravan is, like, basically a little, like, camper, ba- kind of. But yes, I had to look it up because I was like, I think I know what it is, but I'm not exactly sure. So a lot of them have no, dude, wheels. It's like that fucking scene at a fucking fight club where, like, or uh, not fight club, uh, snatch, caravan. Ah. Ah. Yeesh. Yeesh. Um, Basically a big camper. Yeah. And so for, they've got two little girls, two adults, and now two teenagers living in one of those. They're like 20 feet long, maybe. If that. Yeah. God. Yo. Oh, I went ahead of myself. So the living conditions were cramped and horrible. Fred was moody and mean. And after a while, Rena and Isa had planned to leave. Um, John was going to come get them. John being Rena's little boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And his friend also named John. <laughs> John and John were coming to rescue Rena and Isa. On the day he came to get them, Fred returned home early. And it's believed that Anna told Fred about the plan because Fred just happened to show up while they were packing. You know that didn't go well. <laughs> no. There was a big scene, and Isa and Rena still wanted to go. Fred slapped Rena around a little bit, and John came in and helped to get them out. The women turned as they were leaving and asked Anna, Do you want to come with us? And she said, No, she wanted to stay and be Fred's nanny. Those were major finger quotes. Ew, gross. Yeah. Can we say fucking ew enough in this yeah, bitch? Yeah, fucking ew. 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 Yeah. Fred and Rena got in a tugging match with Charmaine. Like, they're pulling on her fucking arms. One's trying to take her and the other one's trying to take her. And, like, come on. John ended up punching Fred in the stomach. And he told Rena he would kill her if he ever saw her again. Rena left Isa, or Rena and Isa left the children with Fred and Anna. They're like, well, I guess if that's what I have to do, then I'm out. All right, Rena, you're. Uh, I guess mom. I'll fuck it. Right, I guess if that's what I have to do to get out. Jesus Christ. God. Anna and Fred, Fred, soon became lovers. 
Surprise. She wrote to her mom and told her that her and Fred were doing well. She said they had a nice house and were making plenty of money, but in all reality, they're still living in poverty and struggling to make ends meet. Anna was only 16 and had a hard time taking care of the children, so Fred placed the kids in the custody of Glouse, or no. No, Glasgow. Gloucestershire Social Services. Oh, shit. Like. I didn't know that. I can't take care of them here. He did that off and on for five years. In 1966, Rena finally got up the guts to confront Fred and try to get the children back. Because it was like, she was just miserable without the kids. Well, she has barely been with them. Like, how miserable can you be with kids that are your summertime kids? Fucking summertime? Come on. Mm-hmm. Summertime. Summertime. Summertime it's here. Sometimes yeah. there. Sometimes here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When she did that, she found out about Anna and Fred. And then she took Charmaine and Anna Marie. But she was jealous of Fred and Anna. Like, you just left Fred with your boyfriend, but you're jealous of Fred and Anna? All right. You people are giving me a fucking headache. Uh-huh. Yeah. Rena stole some of Anna's stuff out of spite. I mean, I probably would too. I'm not going to lie. She then stole some shit from another That's woman. That's fucked up. Yeah, she just, like, took some of her shit, like, fuck you. Fuck me, no, fuck you. I'm going to take your shit. But she also stole some shit from another woman and went back to Scotland to try to get away from the police. But she Mm. was caught. Again. A WPC named Hazel Savage, and a WPC is a women's police constable, was sent to get Rena and take her to Britain for trial. Remember the name Hazel Savage. She's going to come up throughout the course of the rest of this, like, to the end of... To the end. To the end, my friend. Hazel Savage, though. Like, I want that name. How do we get that? I know. How do we get cool names? I just want my last name Shit. to be Savage. I don't know. I remember I had a, a babysitter. Well, no, I was a babysitter for the kids with the last name Six Killer. What? What the fuck do I have to do to get a cool last name like that? Yeah. Just go change it, I guess. I think you can change your name no matter what. So you get to be six killer and I'll be savage. Fucking fair enough. Deal? Deal. Rena went to trial for all the shit she stole and Fred had to provide evidence for it. Somehow he and Rena reconnected during this time. Oh, fucking surprisingly Mm -hmm. not. Anna moved out of his caravan and... Fred juggled relationships between Rena and Anna. I don't think Anna knew about it, but I'm sure Rena knew because they were all kinds of fucked up like that. There, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were a number of unsolved sex crimes in this area during this time. How weird is that? Oh, I couldn't imagine where that would happen. It's believed that Fred was the one that committed them, but it was never proven. Mm-hmm. Also, strangely enough, a boy that knew Anna turned up hanging in a cow shed. It was... Um, sorry. <laughs> it was... Can we, can we discuss that for just a second? Well, it was ru- ruled Fucking- a suicide. Uh-huh. However, it's 
still, there's still a question that Fred killed him, but there was like some weird porn magazines found with him and all kinds of like strange shit. But are we sure that it wasn't Fred or yeah or no or no or yeah? Do we, do we not know that that wasn't fucking Yank Yank suicide or yeah. actual Nobody fucking knows. murder? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. In 1967, Anna got pregnant with Fred's baby. He needs to wrap his motherfucking tool. Um, uh, dude, motherfucker never learned how to do so because he reproduced like a goddamn too rabbit. many times. That is a potent motherfucker. D- all of the babies. All he made all of the babies. Like, I don't know. We'll get into that later. The potency of his duck. Yeah. Still fucking nasty. Yes. No, Anna's excited about it and is writing home to her mom and telling her how excited that she was about it. Some probation officers caught wind of it and they filed concern with social filed concern with social services because they were extremely worried for the children. Anna was still watching the children at the time when Rena didn't have them. It was like a whole back and forth bullshit. You know, like, oh, it just sounds like a fucking ridiculous mess to me. Anna kept trying to convince Fred to divorce Rena so he could marry her. She's fucking oh, 15. Oh, my God. She's 15. Why? Why do we want to marry a 15? No, why are we 15 and want to marry this 20? I think he's 20. I don't remember. 20 I don't know, something. Teen, times were fucking different. I guess. But Fred didn't want Rena to find out about the pregnancy. Dun, dun, dun. Surprise. As Anna got closer to her due date, Fred fucking snapped. He didn't want Anna to have that kind of claim over him. He didn't want those problems with Rena because he knew Rena was going to cause drama because, I mean, it's okay for her to fuck other people, but not okay for him to. And he didn't want to try to support another baby because he can't even support what he has. Anna McFall was last seen in July of 1967. Um, I wonder where she went. Eight months pregnant. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where she would have gone. It's not obvious at all, is it? No. When Fred was interviewed by the police, he told them that he didn't know where his angel was. Do you I, need your, your, where's your throw up bags? What do you call it? A six sack. My six sack. Where's your six sack? Let's throw up. Throw up. What? Also blamed Rena for the murder. Like he told the police, I, I'm sure it was Rena. She was fucking jealous. She stole her shit and she killed her. Okay. Now I just throw up a whole lot. Uh-huh. Not much is known about her death, which I say thank God to that. Much later in life, he told a cellmate that he had stabbed her to death after an argument. It's possible that there was something sexual involved. When her remains were found, a cord was wrapped around her hands and coiled up under her rib bones. Maybe it was crazy sex before he died, like him doing his crazy sex shit and then he killed her. Or maybe he was torturing her before he killed her. Nobody knows for sure what he was doing. And like, as far as I'm concerned, fucking thank God. I don't want to know. I I don't don't want to know. Her murder was one of the last crimes he talked about to police. 
Like, after they'd gone through all the other ones, this was the last one he finally talked to. And we'll talk about that later in, in one of the other series, why it was so far, like, why it was so late that he talked about her. But she was one of the last ones to be found, if I remember right. But by the time he was talking about her, he was not in a good mental state. And so a lot of what he was trying to tell the police didn't make sense. It was, and he liked to fuck with the police too. So, yeah, he was kind of a dickhead with that. He was, he was a poker. Yeah. I, oh, I would not poke, poke, poke. There's no way I would have done a well with him. Mm -mm. No fucking way. No, because he liked to pick, pick, Mm. pick, 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 pick. And then when you explode, he's probably the kind that would sit there and fucking laugh and make fun of you because you've exploded. Or the kind that's like, quit picking on me. Quit picking on me. I'm the victim. Yeah. When you explode. What the fuck? It takes a lot for me to explode. And once I explode, I'm fucking done. I know when I actually see you get like supra angry it doesn't happen and you like make your fucking you like find fucking your spirit animal and you're just like fucking satan comes out of my toes and through my whole body (laughs) shit yeah because i'm like that all the time i know it takes a lot to get me there i'm less lately i'm such a douchebag not so much lately 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 but when I do get there, I'm like, fucking fight me. I don't give a shit. I will get fucking raw dog with your ass. I can't even. And you're like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then you're like, fire out of my eyes. And, and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck just happened? Once it gets to that point, there's not a lot they can do to make it stop. Oh, the only fact that we have about Anna's murder is that her corpse was dismembered by Fred. It's believed that he took her to his caravan to dismember her because to dismember someone takes a lot of time, strength, and effort. So he was going to need to be somewhere with tools, cleaning supplies, and somewhere he wasn't going to get caught. Like, somewhere you don't expect anybody to come in. Um, He didn't mean like Robert Picton's trailer? <laughs> right. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, the butcher shed. Just oh. shame. He didn't hack at her body, though. He, like, to dismember, because he could have dismembered her easily by, like, you know, hacking it up. But he didn't. He carefully disarticulated her limbs. There was knife marks found on her femur bones where they think he accidentally nicked it while he was just, like, cutting and, you know, all the soft tissue. Yeah. This is where the throw-up bags need to come back out because oh, it's God nasty. Oh, Give me my six-sack. Yeah. Six. <laughs> uh, it was said that he liked to perform this operation. The dismemberment was something he enjoyed. Did you know that in the Civil War, it only took seven minutes to take a fucking limb off? With Just the, one. With the saws Saw? they used? Ugh. Yeah, uh, sorry, I was like, just one. I didn't mean to say it that way. <laughs> just one? I didn't know well, if you were talking about fuck, all man, the- are we taking two? Shit. <laughs> I didn't know if you were talking about all the limbs, because I was like, seven no. minutes for fucking all of them? Really? No, seven minutes for a limb. Ew. From like, the knee down and shit. Ew, nope. 
Well, get he, out of I fucking uh. And he didn't like cut the bones. He just would like pull them apart and cut all the soft tissue that was in between, and then and then pull them. Like it wasn't like sawed or sawed off or anything. It was like carefully. Okay, really, you're gonna make me. Fall yeah, up. it's freaking nasty. I he's, will fall up. <laughs> me too. He later said that the reason he dismembered them is so he didn't have to dig such a big grave. Well, you can hack them up and not have to big, dig such a big grave. Why did you do it so slowly and so, like, meticulously? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Right. Shit. Jesus, motherfucker. Ugh. That seems to be another bullshit story that Fred told. I know you're surprised because when they found her body, her remains, her fingers and toes were all missing. Oh, they think he took that's nice. Yeah, they think that he took those as trophies because they always do. Yep, they always take a fucking trophy. Mm hmm. But they never found them. Like, they don't know where the her, as far as I know, little bitch. Maybe I'll read into it a little bit more. Between if, if so, I will let you know. But I don't think they ever found her fingers and toes. Once he finished dismembering her, it's believed that he put her pieces into a plastic bags. Like, put the pieces in big plastic bags and drove her remains to a place called Finger Post Field. <laughs> Isn't that <It's> like, ironic <laughs> as fuck? Sorry. Um, he, yeah. Sorry, I laughed. They think All it's right. because he, it was close to, like, his family's area. So, he knew the area. It was close to his family's place. And he felt like he wasn't going to get caught there. So it was like a a nice, safe place for him to take her, which... When her body was finally found, the skeleton of her unborn baby was also found next to her. Yeah. Nobody knows if he... That's fucking horrifying. It's horrible. Nobody knows if he cut it from her dead body or if he performed one of those little abortions that he was always saying that he could perform. I don't want to fucking think about it. I don't either. And I thought, I swear, and maybe I'll find it somewhere else, but I swear he dismembered the baby too. I thought I heard that God, he dismembered her. I fucking her. hope not. Yeah, nobody knows. Yuck. Nobody knows if he cut it out, if he was doing a special Fred West abortion. We don't know. He had a bunch of items that were believed to be tools to, for performing abortions. And... Ugh. Ugh. He would always tell people in pubs that he could do an abortion. And then if they ever got a teenage girl pregnant, he could abort it. Like, he was fucking bragging about it all over the place. Tell Jesus. me why. Tell me why. No, hey, by the by, if you fuck an underage girl. Get her pregnant. Which is all, also a fucking illegal. Get her fucking pregnant. Which is also fucking illegal. I can do all of the things... To make it go away. What? Do you think he had a sales pitch? Do you think he was trying to charge people money for it? Do you think he'd ever actually performed one that was successful? Um, that didn't kill the fucking mother? Yeah. I don't know. Like, what the fuck were you doing? I don't know. That's what I want to know. But he would tell them that he had a big garage to like do his work. These are my no, finger quotes. You can't see me. Finger oh, quotes. These are my I have a fucking big I have a big garage. What? Do my work? 
did you just say? Come to my garage and get an abortion. No, Fred. No. Can you not? I just want to throw up a little bit. I kind of do, Just too. a little bit. I kind of do a lot. But when I throw up a little bit, then I throw up a, a lot. If you so. throw up, then I'm going to throw up, and we're I all going to throw up. I don't know. You did pretty good on the airplane. because I when... didn't look at you. <laughs> I was like, oh, my Well, God. and I hid myself under my whoopee. Yeah. Forensic psychologists say that Fred liked to have complete control over the women in his life, and they believed that he felt like he wasn't in control anymore when Anna got pregnant with his child, because that was a new thing that she could use over him because Rena didn't know about it, and he just felt out of control about the whole situation. However, he took ultimate control over her when he killed her. He also buried her close to his childhood home so he could still control her in death. That's what the... Forensic psychologists believe. Jesus. Yeah, he's a whole Good new God. level. Uh, she could never disobey him again. She could always, or sorry, and he could always have power over her. He knew that she had to be buried deep so that she wasn't disturbed by any machinery. Machinery. Yes, that. Machinery. So he buried her five feet under the ground. And he did a good job because she wasn't found for 27 years. Good God almighty. Mm-hmm. And I think that he, she wasn't found until they, he told her, them where to go look. Like, they didn't just find her. They had to go. He had to tell them where to go. Uh, back in Glasgow, where Anna was from, her letter stopped arriving and people thought that maybe she had just moved on. And, you know, like, got a bigger, better life. And we're like, good, good for you. But they found it really weird when she didn't show up for her mother's funeral. When Mm. her mother died of malnutrition. That fucking sucks. my God. I can't even imagine dying that way. Oh, God. You fucking starved to death. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. However, nobody ever reported her as missing or went looking for her. How sad is that? Not too long after the murder, Fred moved to to the Lake House Caravan site in the village of Bishop's Cleave. Can we just take a moment with Bishop's Cleave? (laughs) No, because it sounds like... (laughs) No, we we cannot. No, we are going to sidestep this. We are not going to take a moment. (laughs) This site was less of like a gypsy site, like the other ones, because they, you know, people came and went. Um, This was more of a permanent resident for some people. Fred rented Caravan 17, which wasn't on wheels. He has now upgraded. Oh, fuck, it's on bricks. (laughs) Oh, a concrete stand. (laughs) Like, he has done his, like, you know, good for you. You're on a concrete stand, you've made it. Uh, It had a small garden and a wooden fence. It was kind of shabby and about 20 feet long, but it had two bedrooms and a dining area. So we have upgraded. Oh, did we? Yes. (laughs) Fred was in a strange mood following Anna's murder. He was dark and very withdrawn. I, I wonder why. I'm so surprised. He was working odd jobs. And guess what? Guess who moved in with him? Tell me. Tell me who. Come on. Rena. 
Rena. After all their drama, like Jesus, fucking coming fucking back. Christ, you so too. fucking bounce back because we got another one. Yeah, their relationship actually improved. Like, all right, they got their children out of care and we're actually having a decent relationship. I really want to know what that means. Please tell me what a decent relationship is between Fred and Rena West. Mm, Deno. I don't think there was such a thing. Yeah. Fred got a job. I don't, I don't have answers I for don't, you. No. Like, everything about that, no. Just no. sounds fucking buggered. Yeah, I know. And, and, and let's, I'll tell you why. Fred got a job working for the owners of the caravan at night, doing like construction, whatever. Rena started having male callers, so it got around that she was a prostitute. So while Fred's at work at night, she's prostituting at night to make money to help pay the bills. But Fred wasn't upset about this because it brought in extra money. Well, fucking of course not. Mm-hmm. If there's fucking cash flow flowing in. He's like, bring it. All right. You're going to do it anyway. You might, your well, pussy. <laughs> might as well get paid for it. They were also very open about their sexual relationship. He would show people nudie pictures of his wife that he took. He'd be like, look at my wife. Oh, God. Oh, would you look at my wife? Isn't she a bloody beautiful one? I don't know what they would say. I don't know. I don't know words. Oh, my naked wife. Yeesh. That's kind of fucked up. It is. But no, that's really fucked up. Everything they did was fucked up. Like, I mm. swear to God, I just think that I can't be surprised and then I get surprised. And so, uh, uh. I don't, well, it's not like his dad, you know, didn't teach him to fuck a pig in the parlor. So, I mean, that could make for know, a weird life. So, there's that too. He was also still involved in petty theft and made up stories about his lavish life that didn't really exist. He spent a lot of time at the pop-in cafe with other petty criminals. Like, this is where they came and showed what they had stolen and do you want this or where can we get that and blah, 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 blah. There was a 15-year-old waitress that worked there named Mary Bastham. Mm-hmm. She went missing. Oh. Are you surprised? Oh, no. Do you want me to show you my surprise face? Please do. Oh. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's how I the felt, one. too. That's the fucking surprise face you're looking for. She was last seen on January 6th, 1968. There are a lot of ties between her and Fred. She knew Anna. She was seen in his car. He knew her patterns. It was fucking Fred. All right. Well, they haven't con- They haven't convicted. He was never convicted of her murder. Never. He wasn't convicted of several. Yes. Even when he was confessing to all of his murders, he still denied hers. He did admit to family in private meetings that he did kill her, though, and that he would tell police when he was good and ready because he liked playing those fucking games. But there was never enough evidence to charge him with her murder, so it just went. But where is her body? Here's the thing. Where's her body? That's the fucked up shit. I don't know. And that Because they found everybody else at fucking Monroe Street, but they didn't find her. Yeah, there was a bunch of their house on Cromwell Street, and then there was that grave where Anna was with a couple people. But where is her body? I don't and know. wherever it is, if he did do it, are there more in there? Is there another full gravesite of Fred West dismembered bodies? Mm. Why don't you shink about death for a minute? Wrap your brain around that one. Yeah. 
Yes. One month after Mary went missing to the exact fucking day, Fred's mother, Daisy, died. It was February 6, 1968. She died from complications after an operation to remove a gallstone. A gall... I added a V in there for some goddamn reason. A gallstone. She was only 44 years old. That sucks. quite young. Yeah, it is. After the funeral, Fred went crazy, committing all kinds of thefts. He stole a blank check from a house that he was working at. He later got fired from his job for stealing money. He emptied septic tanks for a while, and then he got a job as a delivery driver for a bakery. While working at this job, he met a girl whose name was... Rose. Yes. Dozy Rosie. Dozy Rosie. And that's where we're going to leave you. <laughs> oh. But when we mean? come back with the Dozy Rosie story, brace your goddamn selves. God. I feel like it's a full-time brace for these for this series. Just strap your fucking self in because this is a ride. That you don't want to be on, but you know you're going to do. Well, you know, you're going to fucking tune in. Yeah. You know you fucking are. So next week, Rose's fucked up childhood, Fred and Rose's union. Oh, God. How he found her and... Yep. Oh, gross. Yep. So, and just so you know, it doesn't get any better from here on out. Like, there's no part of this story that is good. (laughs) It's all fucking shitty. No, it's bad. It's all fucking bad. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at uh, the You Could Do the Color Me Dad podcast, or you can do the Color Me Pet, Color Me Ped, Color Me Ped, <laughs> Color Me Dead group. And you can also do Instagram at Color Me Dead podcast. And on Twitter, you can do Color Me Dead pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Ntune and on Instagram at Gory underscore Nikki. One day, maybe I'll learn how to work fucking Twitter so you can talk to me a little bit more on there. But right now, I'm baffled. I don't know it. I don't find, know. Find us on Facebook. We're really good <laughs> right. with that. We, We're know, good with that. we know Facebook and we know Instagram. But Twitter is really fucking in the iffy zone. Okay. Um, there's a group on, our, on Facebook. It's called the CMD... Crime Con group, I believe, and you can yes. go in there, and everybody's making plans yes. to try to make it cheaper. They're trying; they're working on like a group discount Doing, like, rate, hostels and shit. Yeah, so I can't do that. I have to poop in private. Yeah. So, but group discount rate will at least be getting that. So go check it out. You can go get ideas from people, even if you don't want to stay with everybody. You can, you know, figure something out. How about? So maybe don't fuck the family pig. And stay Stay out out of chalk chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Goodbye.